0: What's up everybody? We're back. It's Jay. Uns- unsolved. <laughs> spirit talkers. Ah. I've been seeing that a lot lately though, like people that tag us on Facebook and stuff. They say, "Oh, they used to be called unsolved whatever. It's all mysteries." Yeah, now they're spirit talkers, so like we get tagged in a lot of stuff now uh, that people uh, they say like anybody know any uh just spooky podcasts in general? Yeah. And like a bunch of people will tag us and stuff. So mm. thanks for tagging us and letting everybody know that we're here.
1: Mudo. Yep,
0: yeah. I like the comments too that I'd be like uh like I get scared but then like they always make me laugh to take that fear away cuz like sometimes people say like it's it's like good to be serious but like sometimes like being too serious can be like god I'm just frightened now. <laughs> but, but with us, like, cracking up all the time, that humor and everything, then they they get all right about
2: it. Yeah. And then there's some, let's say, like, oh, how can you take these guys seriously? They just laugh all the time. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I got nothing to say on that. Beat him up, Tyler? Nah, nah. <laughs> I just say, won't you laugh, guy? Like it's okay. You gotta be angry all the time. <laughs> He's just that stoic native. What? Like chin out. <laughs> what
1: <With> that? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy that likes to flex and pose at the same yeah. time. <laughs> always
2: got his arms crossed i'm flexing i'm not i'm not (laughs) i'm just being native this is my rusty native face smile (laughs) dang
0: (laughs) we're in a i one time we went to this one house and this guy came out and he was like walking around like this like with his traps out but he had yeah. no traps. They're just like bone, like bony <laughs> shoulders. And they had like this tank top on, and he was just like walking around the house like this. And we we're just like cracking up at him. And we we're like, dang, those Goldberg's, <laughs> ah, was it was Goldberg. Brock Lesnar's."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this <laughs> used to be like I used to work out at Gold's a long time ago. And there's this B.O. boy in there, man. He walk around like this. <laughs> we said he had imaginary lat syndrome because he just. <laughs> He thought his back was just broad, just huge. He couldn't put his arms down, <laughs> but he got nothing. It's just like, dang, man. He got imaginary lats. <laughs> dang. Yeah.
0: That square walking around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, excuse me.
0: I'm about done with that. <laughs> dang. How many sets you got left? One wait. Just turn around like that.
2: Yeah. You yeah, I can't you turn my neck. It's so neck. huge. <laughs> <laughs> got that Batman neck.
0: <laughs> a Hawk neck.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> uh, Tell us who this guy is. Oh,
0: I was going to go to Listener Stories, Chris. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, but uh, that's T Hawk. If anybody knows, that's a character from Street Fighter. And, oh, yeah, that's all right. Mm hmm. And so I don't know. Tyler got him stand up. It took me forever to stand him up. Oh. It took me like thirty minutes, and I was like, "Damn, this guy about threw him away."
2: No man, he's got that. He's got that toe.
0: Got those Yeezy boots on.
2: Well, he's got the toe articulation on that big toe. Like that. Dang. Yeah. Did you get this at the toy mall? We're gonna yeah. always shout out the vintage toy mall.
0: Vintage toy mall. <laughs> I got him over there. Reasonable wow. price. I've always I've been wanting a T Hawk, but dang on eBay they're like crazy. Yeah, they're crazy expensive. But yeah, man, I they posted him on their page and I had to have him. Luckily, yeah. they had him like throughout the week, so I went and caught him. And might be selling shirts over there, guys. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So anybody around the Tulsa area, or Oklahoma area in general, if you come to Tulsa and go to Vintage Stock, you might see our shirts there.
3: Mm. I didn't know so, that. But, yeah, he's
0: he's pretty cool, the owner. I think he's the owner, but he's, like, want to work with uh, us and everything. So, I was like, yeah, dude, if you'll allow it. But they guys, they had that local wall.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When so, he was like, yeah,
0: he's like, if you guys want to do that, he's like, I'm down. But just let me know. I was like, oh, shoot, okay.
2: Yeah. So, we'll see. I'm going to be fishing for that 10% discount. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> i want to get that stipend I <laughs> want With that $50 stipend a month <laughs> for me to go spend. And, and my wife. got <laughs> uh, to go in there, Chris?
1: Know, I'd like to go, though. I'd like to go check it oh, out. Man. It's
0: right up the road.
2: Every oh, time yeah. me and the wife mm-hmm. bus, that's where I go. That's mm-hmm. my, my place I walk around and reminds me of happy times. <laughs> 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 she don't listen, so... <laughs> There. I'm just teasing. That means I only go there like uh-huh. once a year,
1: though. Nah. No. Yeah. You're probably there every other day, though.
2: <laughs> Shoot, I stay in the doghouse.
1: <laughs> I wanted to say something real quick. You know, I um, was a couple of weeks ago, uh, nephew over here, Russell. You know, he, he, he did a show here in Tulsa with the... Uh, who was it?
0: Oh, Stenjati!
1: Yeah, Stenjati. And I want to say, you know, I was real proud of Nephew over there. Boy, he really put on a good show. You know, all his artists that he had there, they were amazing. You know, um, I thought it was just uh, very, very well run and very well organized. And, you know, he had good turnout. You know, uh, his jokes was funny. You know, like some of those guys get up there and they try to joke and everybody just st- sits there and look at him like that uh, but you know he he had all his timing down everything looked sharp it's good good job nephew
0: oh yeah thank you thank you for coming unks tyler wasn't there
1: i completely forgot all about it uh-huh
2: <laughs> i saw y'all i saw y'all post pictures of it and i'm like ah, oh, dang didn't even get no, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. I really did forget. I really because I think it was, like, on the first day of school or something. That's why I couldn't go. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm old, man. <laughs> I can't be staying out running with those big dogs anymore. I know my place. You're 25,
0: Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, Sten Jaudy was the headliner. Um, Shout-out to Sten Jotti for giving me opportunity to host that show. I really do appreciate that, man, and thank you so much for doing for let me do that and then we had frisco from Oakmogi, hv from okmogi um and mad matt from okmogi as well after that we had frank thompson from here in tulsa and after that we had kmj one half of kicked hopeless and then we had after that wutko after that before Stenjati came on so man, go check out all these artists uh, they have really great music. I believe they're all available on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. So I think mm. it'd be like Wootco Music. It's W-O-T-K-O and music after that. Go check him out. Frank Thompson, uh, go check him out. Uh, Kicked Hopeless, that's K-I-C-K-D, Hopeless. And then Frisco, I believe like everything for him is like Frisco 400, I believe. So go check all of them out download their music stream it um support your local artists man because they're out here grinding too and they're just trying to make things happen and i i was impressed with everybody so Ooh. i mean even like wutko had a remember he had a mishap with his uh, audio yeah and he went a cappella, yeah and that was like that was super cool to see that like he didn't let anything bring him down he just did it and so but everybody's supportive everybody's cool and uh yeah, thanks for coming out. If you came out, we'll let you know when the next one is.
1: I was real impressed with uh, Woodgo, man. I tell mm-hmm. you what, you know, especially that, like you said, you know, his equipment messed up, mm-hmm. and he just went on with the show. Yep. He, he didn't stop, slow down, or anything. And, you know, not to say anything, you know, bad about anybody else, but, you know, his music was pretty tight. You know, it was well written. I mean, it was very amusing music. music. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, I was real impressed, you know, with all those artists, you know, that you had there. I mean, they were one after another. Bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just got better and better. And then towards the end, that greasy, greasy fry bread song <laughs> rocked the house, boy. I so. know. I
2: saw you dancing with your stanky leg. Ah, <laughs>
1: my stanky leg went that way. And I was going that way, like that way. So,
2: ah.
1: There's uh. video of that out there. <laughs> so got all the way down to the flow. Like Bring it up. back up.
2: Do it some God.
1: He was literally
2: <laughs> knee was popping. His hip was locking. <laughs>
4: he's flopping on the ground like a fish.
2: <laughs> Thought he he's having a stroke. Russell had to come, put his wallet in his mouth so he didn't bite his tongue into. <laughs> <laughs> he was really enjoying that.
0: I'm just glad it wasn't hot, like super hot in there. Like, we were blessed with, like, some rain that day. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, even, even prior to that, we had, like, rainy rainy mornings. And then, like, the days are, like, what, 80 and 90 that yeah, week? it was nice. And so it was really nice to have that i mean now it's kind of hot but it's kind of calming down you know summer's coming coming to an end but man i'm just glad it wasn't super hot in there yeah mm. I, when i got there i was like it feels pretty nice in here <laughs> i mean i was still sweating but i was trying to keep everybody's time in place and i was just trying to make sure you know we were out of there at a respectable time too so yeah.
1: that that was awesome i, yeah. I really appreciate that because man I, even myself you know that was a little bit too long for for me to stay up and stay out. So anyway, I know uh, I know a lot of them was ready to continue on after that, but you know myself, man, I was ready to go straight home and jump in that bed and go to sleep. So in forty nine uh, with them? No, no. So, <laughs> I showed up and showed out till eleven fifty nine. No. <laughs>
2: then he turned into a pumpkin.
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, Vanished just like that. Yep. Uh, Puff of uh. cedar smoke. Man. <laughs> Disappearing uh, act. I wanted to read a We had a message from uh, Omar. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Omar. Oh, yeah. you know, he yeah. sent some yeah. uh, things in and you know, uh Omar Nephew, if you're listening, we're gonna read your story today. Well, he he kind of sent a message, so I'm gonna read it to you guys. And um, he said, "Uncle Chris, I got out of out out of basic not too long ago. I'm getting processed into my unit now, and I watched the episode you were talking about. Whoa, I appreciate the feature, the message." Most of all, so much, so I had to rewind and take notes to remind myself to stay in good spirits and pray more now than before and to be positive light in my family's lives and anyone, anyone's that I come across pass with. If you don't mind telling everyone on the podcast, thank you. I appreciate it, and thank you, Unc. It was very valuable lesson there. Thank you so much. Aho. Again, we appreciate you for listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, keep strong out there. I know there's a lot of things out there that might try to bring you down. But you're strong brother. You know, keep going. Mm. Aho.
0: Yeah, thank you, Omar. Yeah. Always, uh, I didn't know we went to the Army. Yeah. Basic, basic training. Basic, Yeah. Yeah so hang in there man Uh, and thank you for listening we're always like wherever you're at man get lonesome I know it gets lonesome by yourself and everything but we're here for you there's a person that sent me a bunch of stuff but I asked him how to pronounce his name alright so we have a person that reached out to us on Instagram and um, we're kind of getting acquainted and everything, and so he sent me some stories, and, um, I told him that we'd put it on the air, or put it on the show, and so, but he's gonna say how to pronounce his name, because I'm probably gonna butcher it, everybody, so, this is where he's from, and his name. Ishko, you me Ishko, uh, of the Lenka, Poton. Lenka is my nation, and Poton is my people. That's his people, that's where he's from, and then... He sent me some stories. Let me see if I can get him to play. But anyways,
4: bro, uh, let me get, let me go ahead and, uh, and tell you uh, the story. So this happened when I was in El Salvador, right? And uh, I want to say I was like 13, and it was the last time that I went, actually. And this was in my grandfather's uh, territory. In his, in his property, I guess you could say, right? Um, I was there, and uh, we ha- I had to go to the restroom one night, so I woke up my cousin, and uh, one thing that people don't know is that in El in Salvador, where we're from, our restrooms, they're kind of like a little distant. They're like at least from 100 to 300 feet, you know? It's not that far, but it's still so distant, you know? Uh, this is because we have outhouses and stuff like that. So anyways... Uh, Me and my cousin, we go, right? We make it into the restroom and whatnot. We're talking to each other, having a good time. I go into the restroom, whatnot, and I'm talking to him, having a whole conversation. And once I'm finished, I step out. I leave him in the restroom, right? But the thing that I noticed, though, when I got out of the restroom and into the forest, uh, I noticed that everything was real quiet. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't hear any, any animals, like right now, I know you can hear the little beeping and all that. That's those are little birds chirping, you know, at night. Uh, why they're chirping? I don't, I don't even know, but they're, they're doing it. Uh, but, but anyways, uh, back home I didn't hear any of that. It was dead silent, and I got scared, and I started to look around me, and then I don't know where I felt this uh, heavy presence, right? I, I felt something heavy. So I go ahead and I look up, right, and. When I look up into the tree where I was standing right next to, I see this shadowy being, right? But the shadowy being, it looks like a beast that's crouching down just staring at me, right? And the best way that I can describe this is uh, if you've seen the X-Men, and I hate using this example, but it's the best way that I can describe it. Uh, I grew up with the X Men, so if you if you know Beast from the X Men, the way he crouches down, the way his stance, you know, the way he stands up, and the way st- his stance is right, he looks like a crouching beast. Well, that's what this uh, entity looked like. But the only difference is I couldn't see his face or anything else. I can only see the outline, and it looked like a like a dark shadow. And this uh, this entity. It stared into my eyes for a very long time. I lost count of the time, you know, like I, I couldn't tell anymore. Uh, I snapped out of it whenever this, this entity smiled at me. And uh, you're probably asking yourself, how how did it smile at you? Like How did you know it was smiling at you? Well, uh, when I was looking at it, uh, I couldn't see the, the mouth. I couldn't see any of that. I can only see the eyes. The eyes looked like red brass, like red, fiery coals, basically. And I, I don't know if you know this, but whenever somebody smiles, their, their eyes, they kind of go sideways, right? They, they, got, they, they stretch out a little bit, and your face changes. Well, even though this entity didn't have a mouth, I could see it, and I can tell that it was smiling at me. So when that happened, that's when I snapped out of it, and I ran as quick as possible. I ran and I ran. And I got to my, my grandmother's and my grandfather's uh, house, right? Which was not that far away. Again, you know, it's like 100 to two, 300 feet, right? Not that far. And I busted my knees right in front of the, the front door. And uh, I remembered like it was yesterday, I had uh, a cut that looked like a, the letter V, as in uh, Valerie, and then also uh, L, as in, you know, Larry. Ellis and Larry, you know, I'm I'm telling you that because I I feel like I'm lisping, I just took out one of my teeth, so, (laughs) one of my tooth, sorry (laughs) so that's why I sound like this, anyways um, yeah so that's what I remember as a little kid and I went mute, I couldn't talk anymore after that And so my grandfather he, uh, he basically took me to the church the next day because my grandfather was not only traditional but he also believed in, you know those ways of, of the foreigners, which uh, I'm—that's—I'm not, not proud of saying that, but at the same time, my grandfather was a very wise man, and he understood things a little differently than everybody. And I, I feel like that's the reason why I'm open-minded, and I accept uh, different ideas. Not to the point where I'm a—you know—that's what I'm gonna do. But I, I listen, you know, I listen, and I analyze so that's something that's a quality that my grandfather had and so he did that you know he took me to church it's not something that that i like but you know he uh, he took me and they i guess put some type of oil on my head i'm not sure what they did to me but uh the fact is that i still couldn't talk after that so i had to wait like i want to say probably like two days you know for me to start talking you know that's when i started to to say what i saw And my grandfather told me, I believe you, son. uh, Your dad used to see that at your age, and so did I, and so did my grandfather. So apparently, uh, only the males of of my family see it. Why? I don't know. But fun fact, my grandfather uh, knew how to uh, take away bad spirits in our culture and also in in the foreigners' culture. He knew uh, how to speak Latin and how to how to exercise, uh, quote unquote demons. And I I won't get in too much into that, but that is a history that my grandfather did have. He was a traditional person, but he also had that knowledge. He, he was a very curious person, uh, always asking questions, always getting into things that, you know, were just something that we didn't know, I guess you could say. And I feel like I got that from him. And, uh, I'm proud to share this story because my grandfather was a great man. In fact, when he was uh, buried, right, uh, people saw his spirit. Two people that were not a part of our family saw his spirit, and including my aunt, who is part of our family, you know, they all saw his spirit looking down where he was at, smiling. So my grandfather had great, great power, and it wasn't because of his arrogance or anything machista, nothing like that. It was because of his spirituality and the humble person that he was, the way creative spirit made him to be. Boy. But anyways, that's just one of my stories that happened to me personally. I have way more stories uh, than my grandfather uh, talks about and also my mother, uh, even my grandmother, and other people that I have in my family. Again, I am from the Lenka Nation, the Poton tribe, and it's an honor to uh, speak to you and... I was just playing about the message that I sent earlier. Uh, I hope you didn't take it personal, brother.
0: God, God uh, damn. Okay. No, he sent because he sent like, "Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I got some stories, and I don't know his message like got pushed down, and so I didn't see it. And then he said, uh, he said, 'He uh, said y'all don't like Southern natives or what.' I've been messaging you guys, and you guys. And he goes, "Uh, I'm going to have to send Bigfoot and Dogman after you. And then he (laughs) sent this picture. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, man, I was like, honestly, I was like, your message got mixed up with all these other ones, too. I was like, and Instagram's kind of weird. Like, uh, I'm not really used to Instagram Messenger, but I'm trying to get used to it. But I was like, I'm sorry, man. But, uh, yeah, send us your stories and uh, I'll play them most definitely. And so he sent all that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that was the story.
1: <laughs> mud oh for yeah. that story. That was a good one. Yeah. Good one. Do you think that
2: was a uh, Sasquatch name was Bigfoot that he saw? He said a shadowy beast that looked like a beast. He didn't say it had hair. Yeah. But he did say fiery red eyes. And it smiled. And it smiled.
0: But he said like his dad, like all the men in his family see it. Yeah. That's what he said.
2: Is that a thing? Like, well, only- you
1: know, in different countries, they they have different beliefs and different, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, every one of them have different things about their Bigfoot type entity. So, you know, again, you know, I, I think all that stuff's possible. But, you know, I liked uh, his uh, story because, or his stories, you know, because it it kind of touched a little bit, you know, of everything. And, you know, I know tonight, you know, we were going to talk about stories from powwows, 49s, you know, church meetings, you know, uh, just more of a ceremonial type story background. And, you know, when, when we were coming up with this topic, you know, just to let you guys know that, you know, we weren't bringing this topic up, you know, to disrespect anybody or to you know, do anything negative, you know, I know everybody's going to kind of say things about this episode, um, but, you know, the thing, uh, I wanted to kind of do with this episode was to bring some education and some different way of, of looking at things, you know, especially here in Indian country, you know, here, um, you know, all these, uh, stories that we requested and I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys that have sent in stories and, and things like that. But, you know, again, you know, the, the premise of this, this episode was to kind of educate a little bit, you know, about, you know, some of this stuff. So, you know, without further ado, you know, we're going to go ahead and get on to this topic, you know, and. And one of the stories, it, it comes from here in, in somewhere here in Oklahoma in, in Seminole country. You know, there's a. Uh, of course, they have a uh, how you say traditional churches way back in the uh, day. And this individual, you know, of course, doesn't want it to be uh, announced or or uh, uh, let their church know, you know, because they're not trying to. Uh, Cause any problems there, but you know they said uh you know uh this this happened probably in the seventies you know and during the seventies times you still had these uh, creek and Seminole churches that were real traditional, you know they kind of they were similar to our ceremonial grounds, and what I mean by that is when you went to these church service services, you had men sit on one side, you had women sit on the other side there was etiquette on where you sit you know uh depending if uh you were a member or not a member you know it, that all sounds similar to you know ceremonial people you know because again you know everything was it was same they had camp houses around this church you know uh those camp houses were there to feed and and help visitors that come from a long long round long way and um Anyway, just to kind of give you that kind of, uh, you know, kind of understanding of what this individual is talking about, you know, uh, they used to have services kind of like, uh, uh, like a lot of tribes might understand, you know, kind of like New Year's services, you know, uh, whether it's our green corn or, or whether it was, you know, New Year's services, you know, they used to say, before we step into that new year you know, whatever, whatever tribe, we all kind of had the same beliefs before you stepped into that new year. You know, if you had grudges or, you know, had, uh, maybe got into it with somebody or something like that, you don't want to carry that fur, fur, further. So right before this service, they would have this church service or the service and they would try to, you know, uh, Put all those things to rest before they stepped into the new year. And, you know, with uh, these old churches, you know, again, you know, just like at the grounds, you know, they would tell you, you know, this is a time for you to, you know, if you need to apologize to somebody or you need to make something right, this was the time to do it before the new year. You didn't want to go in there into the new year with all that old baggage. That's a ceremonial thing. Yeah, a lot of tribes they practiced that, whether it was a church, or whether it was ceremonial. You know, before you stepped in, you had to take care of those things. You know, and there were etiquette to these services that they used to sing. You know, all the way sing, pray, all night. You know, and they would fast during these services. And then straight up midnight, right before midnight, they would sing this, uh, what you might say, like a closing or a New Year's song. And uh, there was a kind of a, I don't know how you say there was several of them that you had to sing kind of in order. And there was one that they would sing towards the end right before it became Midnight. And they would sing those four songs, and then that fourth one would be, like I was saying, that closing song or that uh, New Year's song, as you guys might know it as Old Way. And uh, um, anyway, the story goes, you know, they were doing all those things, you know, they were uh, a People were getting up, expressing things, getting it off their chest, you know, making sure that when, when the new year came that, you know, they didn't have any of that old baggage and, and it was getting close to, to midnight, you know, and they always say when you start praying and singing, you know, you don't let anything interrupt, you know, those songs and you don't let anything interrupt your focus because, during these services, you're not only praying for yourself, but you're praying for each one of your loved ones, your community, everybody that you have dealings with. You know, it, it takes a lot of thought to you know, think about those things. And that's what they used to tell them you know, during this time. Because they sing these long four songs, it gives you time to make that prayer for each one of your loved ones. You you're, you're to name them, and you know what you want for them, and and you know same way with your community leaders, and, and the things that you're you're wanting not only for them but for yourself, and for maybe people that you don't even know. Those are things that you're supposed to pray about during this time, and you know they used to have stories just like this one that he's telling. You know, it, it it was getting closer and closer to that midnight mark. And, you know, he, he began to, he was a young guy at that time. And, you know, he was, you know, naming, you know, all his friends and, you know, his animals, you know, his pets. And, you know, he was thinking about things. But, you know, suddenly, out of nowhere, a big bang hit that front church door bang three times on that front door or that church door. And he said it was so loud it scared him. And he just lost train of thought. You know, he looked at that door. And, you know, back then those church houses would be full because everybody would go. You know, everybody would go and that's where they talked and in Seminole or Creek however you want to refer to it you know and they sang and they preached and they prayed all in that native language and when that big bang happened he noticed that Deacon was uh, sitting towards the back he got up and he looked and uh, he said that deacon opened that door just to see who it might have been, you know, knocking on that door. And he opened that door. And he said all those little kids, they was all just like meerkats, you know, all <laughs> looking up, you know, over those pews trying to see who it was. You know, and there was no one there. And so... Uh, deacon called for you know a couple other men to go out look see if it was somebody that might needed help you know and they went outside and looked and nobody was there and so they came back in and you know of course everybody else was still singing and praying you know they they tried not to uh interrupt that but you know of course the kids you know they all lost focus you know they all lost that that wanting to, to uh, pray and to sing. And uh, afterwards, you know, they did their appropriate closing of the service. You know, and, and right before the pastor dismissed everybody, you know, he addressed that. He said, you know, like I have said before on this podcast this world is old and there are things out there that we don't know of that roam. and some things are good and some things aren't so good and he said you know he felt like that thing came to disrupt us from praying and you know he was thankful that you know all those ones that continued to pray and continue to sing did that because again you know the premise of this service was not only to pray for yourself but for your community for all each and every one of your loved ones you know and and the things that are in your life and so you know again you know I wanted this episode to be you know about those old ways and again for sending that story in I just wanted to say Mado for that for you taking the time and I, I hope i did a good job on that story muddo
0: yeah it seems like every time you're trying to do good something tries to disrupt that and that's a good example of that happening and then i mean like there's videos now i mean like I we know this stuff's been going on but now everybody has a phone right everybody has a phone or something to actually get stuff and there's like videos on tiktok where people are just like in their house and there's something like trying to get in their door or something and just like knocking on it and stuff and then they go and look and nothing's there and it's like terrifying it's like oh my gosh like <laughs> if that was to happen to me i don't know what i would do <laughs> but but yeah i mean like uh that's just wild that's a wild thing to even think about and don't nobody be knocking on my door, God. trying to trying to trick me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my next story that uh, was sent to me, you know, again, uh, this one has to do with, uh, you know, a forty-nine story, and uh, this one was up towards uh, nephews already ready <laughs> over there. No. Uh, <laughs> this one ha- happened in, in Oklahoma, of course, you know, and, um, uh, they said, uh, this was on the back road, you know, four corners road. And, um, uh, anyway, uh, this guy was, a was a young guy at this time. Now he's, a he's actually, a, a leader amongst his people, you know, and, uh, he was telling me at this uh 49 you know they all met up and you know back then uh, again this story comes like around the 70s so uh anyway those guys were wild back then so <laughs> grandma and grandpa didn't know how to behave back then no ski but anyway you know they they were always told not to you know mix that drum and that drinking like that together but you know that he had that 49 going on, you know, and, um, anyway, there's a, there's a long story that, you know, kind of, uh, goes with that, but, you know, there, that's a different, uh, story, but anyway, um, he said that, you know, they all met up, you know, and it was all, you know, they had plenty to drink, there was pretty, a lot of, pretty people boys and girls there you know they were singing and dancing and you know snagging and getting all marked up and you know and and uh you know they'd go all the way up to the sun sun comes up and they said it was getting kind of close you could start seeing the sun start to come up and uh uh she said that Looked like, you know, you'd see people laying around all around in those fields and in those cars. Looked like a big old bomb went off, you know, people laying out everywhere. And you just had a handful of singers, you know, still there. and Just a couple people that I guess too ugly to snag. So <laughs> they were still dancing around, she said. and um, She said, uh, out of nowhere they heard this beautiful woman voice come from the bushes and she said it was so beautiful that it just kinda enticed those singers to you know those few singers to really start jamming it you know and uh, they was really singing and and, uh, that sun was coming up and they saw when the sun come up and hit those woods just right, that, where that voice was coming, was a tall deer. Oh man! And it just went into the woods. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, "There's a lot of people that's still around that can remember that." But oh, for that story. Whoa. Was it like standing up? She just said, uh, "You could see that that." Like dough, the head of it. Mm. And she said it was tall,
0: so it must have been standing up. And it, it just went into the woods.
1: Whoa. Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: When's the last 49 you went to, Chris? Last
1: weekend. No, uh, yesterday. Nah, oh, yesterday. Last night. Last, last night, I was. No, I was we were singing all those northern, southern. All kind of songs, but it was just me Oh no
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen anything like Have you been to 49?
1: Oh yeah, I've, I've been to several Have you levels. ever
0: seen like anything crazy?
1: Well, some, some things I, mean, I can't whoa, speak whoa, of whoa, whoa. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, I mean paranormal <laughs> Well, that someone.
2: mossy rocks oh. Start naming
1: names uh, so I got a list of names. I'll get ready. Y'all better saying 250 over here. Or I won't name you. No, I'm just kidding. That's where I met Tyler. God. <laughs> he had that magazine in that backseat. God. No.
2: Too ugly.
1: God.
0: The dollar to read. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got one magazine. minute. The, the ones I went to, though, you know, again, they were always... Um, pretty crowded, you know. Pretty pretty crazy. Uh, I was more worried about getting stabbed than anything else. But, <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, beat up or something. But uh, I mean, I I never really I don't know I I never s- stayed till when the sun came up. I usually left. So no.
0: it is creepy, like, cause it's out in the middle of nowhere, and I've been to somewhere you don't even know where you're going it's just like you're trying to follow somebody too and then but Mm. sometimes like you you have somebody in the car that knows the location but you're just driving down this like dirt road or something in the middle of nowhere Mm. and it's like oh man like in my back then driving back back road and it's like dang something just run across the road or i don't know hope my car don't stop or, like die or anything out here in the middle of nowhere
1: i think most of the 49s now though they're like i don't think they have any anymore they'll have them like in bars or oh yeah they're you know, yeah. not like the traditional 49s like you're talking mm-hmm. of. You oh know? yeah this is
0: back in <laughs> yeah oh. this is before uh well i mean not before bars but <laughs> but i think like yeah like when i would go i think the last one i went to was like 2012 i think and it was that might have been the last round of like out-in-the-middle-of-nowhere type of 49s. I think. I don't know anybody, so just uh, let us know if there's still some in the back back road somewhere. You know there's got to we'll go, be. We'll go. No. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit talkers will be there. Y'all name it, we'll be there. Tyler bring his
2: magazines. Yeah. Chris will have his little hand towel. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs>
0: But, like, you, like, I mean, driving there, it was, like, scary. Like, oh, it's kind of creepy. But then when you get there, it's like, yeah, I don't want to get jumped or anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I always had a crew around me. I'm like, make sure I don't get beat up. <laughs> Man. So, somebody's girl always wants to talk to you, and everybody gets mad. You know, so uh, it's too much drama, I think, but. I don't know, but, you know, I know, like, now, you know, they have a lot of those uh, sober 49s, oh, like yeah. that, Stroud, and, mm-hmm. and I know, uh, like, they call them 49 birthday parties, like, at a bar, but they only, they only go about maybe an hour, maybe yeah. two hours tops, and then, of course, the bar closes, kicks them out, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah, all the superstars are old, so yeah. we can't we can't go all night. <laughs>
1: no. Dang, I was hoping uh, that Dennis Zotai would send this one in because I know that guy. He he was like the king of 49 way back in the day, but and I know he's still around. I know you watching, so shame on you for not sending the story. No, I'm just kidding. But, but.
0: And uh, I think Punko is this weekend too, right?
1: Yeah, they they 49 too. I think. It's been a while though.
0: But you did have D W at Porum.
1: I sure did. Yeah. I sure did. And I even danced with her. I even uh round danced with her. So I'm the I'm the true unks. <laughs> 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 well there's that one in uh Stroud too, didn't
2: you say? She tried to get you to go in the woods. No,
1: that was uh That was out of state. Yeah. Oh that was out of state. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I that was, was in Stroud. Yeah. yeah. So Whoa God <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
2: I'm trying to put Tyler. Chris all over the place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but before we move on to the next story, shout out to Porham, Oklahoma, and David Bertel. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Thank you so much for having us there, at going on an event.
1: That was actually pretty cool. I mean, we got to go around afterwards. Mm. and mm-hmm. uh, Dude, you remember that? I that, forgot about that, that actually. Was some, that was some crazy stuff. You guys didn't see it, or... Didn't go, man. That's that's on you guys, man. That was an awesome show. It was awesome.
0: Well, when we went to look around, where did we go after that? Where was those? What was that very last spot we went to?
1: I think they called it Possum Trail. Trail Possum Hollow or Hollow, Hollow or something like that. Hollow or something like mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah, Tyler don't even know, but yeah, they took us in the back roads and. I guess a lot a lot of activity happens there, but the last place we went, there was a tree pushed onto the road, and I don't know if we're going to go anywhere after that, but there was a tree pushed on the road, and I was pretty tired, and I was kind of, like, just going around, and, and then, like, what, a rock flew?
1: Yeah, there was several uh, big-sized rocks that were kept going across the road. Oh, no way. And, uh... They had this real uh, strong odor, odor, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I don't know. I've seen those big old rocks going across the uh, road, and that's when I said, I think it was time for us to go, because <laughs> I just knew that one of those rocks was going to hit the car, and I'm like, man, we better get out of here for, yeah. so anyway, that was pretty pretty cool, pretty cool. All the way around. Even some of the stories. Um, they had a goat man story, and that I think we went to that area where that thing had been mm-hmm. seen. So, I'd love to go back down there and you know try to try to catch it. So see see if we can find it. But yeah, Tyler. Oh, I know. <laughs> Tyler would have been gone if he saw yeah, that. Yeah. That was, Loosed <laughs> Dang, I tried to get Russell To go out in those woods But uh, I'm glad he didn't Cause they had A big old snake In them woods
0: Oh at that uh, Creek remember Yeah That's where that goat man was They said And then like we We're shining our lights Down there And there's like This giant snake Down there Whoa. sleeping. I guess sleeping On a rock Yeah Dang Yeah I think it was a
1: boa God <laughs> Had a little Cherokee guy in his stomach. No. Yeah. You can see those Cherokee mocks sticking out of his mouth like that. Kicking. Ah.
2: Fluttering.
0: Oh. But yeah, thank you for having us and showing us around. And yeah, after that, rock was thrown. Everybody jetted out.
2: We are like, let's get out of here. Do you have a listener story? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, well, we're kind of a little bit behind, um, or I, this one, this story is, but I'm glad they sent it anyway. And if you still have these stories, because um, I had a lot of people say, well, I didn't know you all were doing that, um, about the service workers, um, fire department, police, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you can still send them in because we'll still read them. But this one mm-hmm. um, is from uh, my brother Travis Wind. Um, Travis is a Muscogee Seminole. Um, he says that, I've been in EMS for 15 years as a paramedic, and I worked my first five years on an ambulance in Oklahoma City, and now at Creek Nation EMS here in Okima. Our EMS station was the original Creek Nation clinic. A few of our medics have seen or heard something in the old station, and we heard a lot of footsteps in the middle of the night walking up and down the hall, shadow people, doors opening and closing, and that sort of thing. These things I've heard and seen myself. One incident that happened before I started working there, our station had a small kitchen area, and one night while everyone was asleep, there was a loud crash, and everyone jumped up to see what it was, and as they walked into the kitchen area, all the cabinets were open, and all the pots and pans were on the floor. Then everything was put back into the cabinets, and we all went back to sleep, and a little freaked out, of course. The same night it happened again, but this time no one got up and left everything until morning. The old hospital had a, a lot of activity in the basement area where the hospital supplies were stored. Security had footage or has footage of an entity jumping off the roof to the ground and walking and then jumping into the basement window. That's awesome. (laughs) A spirit jumped off the roof and then landed, got up, and then jumped through the basement window. Uh, It was wild to see that footage, and they had plans to send it into some paranormal shows, but I'm unsure of what happened to that footage now, though. There was also a lot of activity on that old campus. While they built this new hospital and a new EMS station, we got moved into the new station, and one of our medics, unbeknownst unbeknownst to a few of us, brought some bricks from the old station as a memorable as memorable items and during that time my buddy said that there had been people knocking on his room door when he was sleeping we worked 48 hour shifts and when we wake each other up when there was a 911 call by knocking on the door my buddy said he heard knocking and thought it was his partner waking him up to go on a call we opened up the door and there was no one there and we wondered if they followed us over here to the new station And then we found out bricks from the old station were brought over, and we had that medic take them back to the old campus. And he said, that's just a couple of our incidents. Um, Not all our medics are Muskogee, but they've heard stories. One that is funny in a way, one of our medics came into work one morning, and we see feathers on his truck grill, and we all examined it closer, and we saw a smashed owl. Someone had got a stick and knocked it loose onto the grass. And that owl went back to bones and then dust in the same spot because no one ever picked it up, not even the maintenance guys. And then he said, muddle. <laughs> they were too too scared to pick it up, <laughs> so they just left it. I thought <laughs> that was pretty funny. But he asked me, you know, about you know, if I'd ever heard of anything like you know um, mementos like that. You know, like he's talking about those bricks being brought over from the old station to the new station as kind of like souvenirs or whatever. And I told him, you know, like, yeah, we had a whole thing about cursed objects or, you know, that's why you always want to smoke off all your stuff, like thrift store stuff. You just don't know where that stuff comes from. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of playing a little bit of roulette, you know, I mean, you want to think that it's all on the up and up, but, you know, you may see that evil doll in the corner you know, you know, yeah, Like <laughs> <This laughs> take and, me, yeah, yeah. come and get you. But uh, so yeah, I told him, you know, like, yeah, we had a whole ob- uh, episode on cursed objects, but yeah, uh, I just want to say Travis Muddle my- oh, for sending that, those were awesome stories, yeah, so thank you.
0: Do you smoke off your toys? You get, Ooh, you know what, <laughs> he just said that, and I was like, I just said that, and I, should, the, uh, I
2: don't, I mean, I guess I get so excited, the kid true. in me. Yeah. I just don't. I mean...
1: They're not I mean, used toys, are they? Yeah, that one's...
2: Some of them are, yeah. They're, like... You can get both. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, they're not, like... I don't know. They might be played with, but sometimes they're just, like, collectible items that people yeah. just... They have to sell, I guess, for money. Yeah. Or maybe, like, they're trying to cash in what they have at that time because something's hot,
2: right? Like, and they get whatever money they can from the, from the figure, I guess, but... Pops are, like, huge. I guess... I was in there one time, man. This dude brought in, like, six, like, plastic tubs full of pops. Funko? Funko pops. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. I was like, dang. That was a lot of pops. And I said, the boy, I was like, man, those things sell. He's like, they do. I was just like, I just never got into them. Me neither. And, yeah. I'd rather have uh, Andre the Giant or... You Something said,
1: like said pop, so I just thought of Pepsi. God, <laughs> 12 man. cases of Pepsi. <laughs> I was, I, my, that's what my first thought was Pepsi. I said, dang, I would have <laughs> drunk all that pop.
2: I'm, oh. Now I'm right, Now that I think about it, I guess I need to smoke off my Hollywood Hulk Hogan I picked up a couple months ago. You might
1: start running around. Yeah. Like, oh. Start running around. Choke me up, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a puppet master.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, though.
1: I guess I better be careful what I say. This next story, you know, uh, you know, uh, I just want to say up front, you know, uh, I want to apologize if I don't get everything right on this one because it had a lot of detail. And um, again, I'll try my very best, and I apologize if I make any mistakes. This story comes from up north, and uh, this. uh, uh Happened in the. Uh, I guess the late 60s. And. Uh, my understanding is that. You know. Uh, that. I guess. He said it was more like. Native American church type. Ceremony. But it was also. Their, their kind of a combination of their. Their uh, ceremonies. Because. uh, uh He said he remembered it being in a teepee. But, uh, again, uh, you know, amongst his people, uh, they had this, this belief, you know, uh, those flashy guys you don't want to go to, you know, you want to go to the one that's humble looking, you know, to run these meetings and, uh, his, uh, father was really having some bad luck just one after the other one after another just seemed like nothing was going right so uh he contacted this this uh elder within their tribe and he was he was known to know things and so he told him he said uh he was gonna run a meeting for him And to make a long story short, you know, it came down to the day that they were going to do this meeting. He said this meeting, you know, it started late at night. And uh, he said these kind of meetings, he said he remembers going to them, but, you know, they're, they're no longer like that anymore. You know, he said now it's more, you know, upbeat and... You don't really have elders running these meetings anymore. You got, you know, just whomever wants to run them. But back when he was growing up, you know, you only had certain people that ran these meetings. And he said this, he remember going to this uh, person's house and they had that teepee up. And they went in, you know, and of course they had a person that seated each and every one of them. And, uh, they had a fire in the middle of it, you know, and, uh, this old man, he said, this scary looking old man came, they helped him in, and he, uh, set it in the front of everybody, and, you know, he asked, uh, his father to come and sit in front of him, you know, and, uh. He told everybody that in this meeting, you know, he's going to do certain things, you know, he's going to use some of his tools to help this individual. And uh, he told them that, you know, if he said sometimes in these meetings, the things that are put on us. Can also come in here too. And. He remembers that. Because that. When he heard those words. He automatically got scared. He like. What? Well, God. You know. What's, what's, what's this all about? You know. And, but he said. You know. I'm going to ask. You know. Uh, everyone. If, if. You know. If it's going to bother you. You know. You need to excuse yourself. And then nobody's going to say anything to you. He said. Because our focus is this individual. We're going to take care of him tonight. You know. We need to stay focused. No matter what comes in here. We got to stay focused. We got to pray. We got to sing. And we got to take care of this individual. So anyway. He said. uh uh, a few of his people left, but, you know, uh, his mother wanted him and, and uh, some of the other close relatives to stay in there, Yeah, know, and he was a young man at that time, and he said, I, I want to go, Mom, I want to go, and she goes, no, she said, because, you know, if you l- love your father... You got to have that love enough to help him face whatever he's facing that, you know, to give him strength, you know, to know that his whole family's there with him, whatever, whatever, you know, is, 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 is bothering him. So, you know, he said, oh, okay, well, once you put it that way, I'll, I'll stay. He's, but I don't want to stay. You know, they kept trying to get out, but anyway, once they closed that door you know that old man you know he said it was all in their language though it was all in their language he he said he addressed that the the few that were still in there and he he had brought out this little box he said it was just all like a kind of like a old uh, he said some, certain kind of box and you know again you know this this guy that was gave me this story you know he he has references that I don't even understand but you know know, Anyway, he's talking about this box and he said it was kind of a common box you know but they used to use put their feathers and different stuff it wasn't like a cedar box like everybody's got today you know all painted up and everything it was just a simple old box and he brought that in and when he opened that box he said he brought his his feathers out that he was going to use on his father he also had uh, different herbs that he was going to use during this meeting and he said uh, he was getting these all out getting them prepared and he was addressing everybody in their their language you know telling them that you know they need to stay focused you know and that he's gonna walk them through this he said, somebody put something on this individual. He said, and we've got to get rid of it. We've got to send it back to where it came from. And uh, he said, you know, I'm going to do that here. He said, but I'm going to need y'all's help and your love for this individual to help send this thing off. You know, he said, I'm going to start that first song. And he said, I'm going to use this certain herb. And he said, I want everybody to partake of it. He said, you know, you got to use this. Everybody's got to be one. One thought, one mind in here. And it's for this individual. And he began to sing this song. And he said, when that old man began to sing, and everybody started to join in to sing this song, You know, uh, they were passing those, uh, herbs around and they were, you know, taking a bite out of it. You know, he said that teepee began to shake and, you know, he didn't really think anything of it. He just thought maybe it got windy outside, but, uh, he said he started to notice as the song going on further and further. You you could even see the poles on that TP start to move. And after that song was done, that old man explained to him explained to them, said, Now again, we need to stay focused. Whatever you hear outside or whatever you feel, don't lose your concentration. You know, we all need to pray and sing for this individual. You know, he said, I'm getting ready to put out this other herb that we all need to take a part of. You know, and he said, you know, this song, you know, it's it's for his spirit, you know, for his, his body. And, you know, he said again, you know, everybody needs to stay focused and no matter what, you know, whatever you have. He said, when I start this song, he said, things are going to happen. What those things are, I don't know. He said, but this thing isn't going to go in an easy way. And I need each and every one of you to focus your love for this individual. And he began to sing that song. And he began to pass that herbs out, you know, to, for them to partake. And uh, he said it was going around. And uh, he said, you started to hear like people talking outside that teepee. And you started to hear growling like, like an animal. And he said that growl was so deep and so loud and powerful he felt it in his chest and the fear he had felt at this moment, he said, you not explain it in words. He said he was truly terrified. He said, this isn't like a terror that you would ever experience unless, you know, you were, you were, you knew that that was going to be your life, you know and he said this he said even that is not explaining the fear that he felt at that moment and uh he said you know he was trying to focus and you know uh think about his dad and you know all the things that old man was telling him and and you know he was trying to listen to the song and trying to sing it you know and He was trying to focus on that song, you know, the song that that old man was singing. But the fear got him so bad that he couldn't, he couldn't even follow. it. It is almost like blocked him. Blocked him from, you know, even trying to, trying that song. Uh, He said, you know, it got stronger and stronger and stronger as that song went by. And... He said, by the time the end of that song, you know, when that medicine came around to him, you know, it was hard for him to digest it. You know, he was so, he had so much fear in him. And he couldn't understand why. Yeah, and that old man, you know, again, addressed him, you know, said, you know, we, everybody did a good job, you know, and need to stay focused on this individual, and uh, anyway, he's told him. He said, "This third song I'm getting ready to sing." He said, "I'm gonna pass out this different herb, and it's to cleanse things, to to uh, take care of everyone that's here." And he said, "In this song, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's a it's a more of a uh, like a cleansing type song." And he said, you know, once I start start that song, he said, you guys, if if you're feeling anything or anything, you needed to tell it to go away, to leave, to leave. He said, and whatever you do, don't be afraid, he said, because, you know, I'm calling upon the creator to help us. To heal this individual. And to take this curse off him. To send it away. You know. And. So anyway. He said that old man began to sing that song. And. uh, He said that. That that song. When he he started to sing it. And he started to pass that herb around again. And this was also a different herb. He said everybody began to. Partake. He said as soon as that song started, he said that fire began to flicker and it started to change colors. It went from that yellow to like a green and then became a black fire. And he said that f- black fire began to rise as that song went. He said that he was trying not to be afraid, but when he saw that fire, you uh, know, he he was just petrified. He said he was so scared he knew he he should close his eyes, but he couldn't do it. It was just like he was in, you know, frozen. And uh, he said, you know, that medicine was going around and. He said, by that time, he said that fire was black. It was pure black. And it had a shape of a man in that fire. And it began to look at each and every one of them. And he tried his best not to look at it. You know, but it still looked him right in the eyes. And... He said he was so terrified he couldn't even think. Yeah, you know, he knew what that old man had told him. You know, to tell him to leave you alone, to get rid of it. And uh, anyway, uh, that old man threw something into that fire, and it made that thing scream, and it went up through that TP hole and the fire went back to normal and that old man explained to him said you know that thing that some of you might have saw was what was on this individual he said this fourth and final song he said I'm getting ready to sing is to keep that thing away from this individual and from yourselves He said, again, I need you guys to, you know, stay focused and not show it any fear. And he said, on this last medicine, we're all going to wash off with it after the end. We're going to go outside and we're going to wash off and drink it. So he began to sing that song. And he said when he began to pass that bucket around for everyone to drink, you know, he said when it came to him after he drank it, he said he got this feeling of calmness. All that fear went away. And he said that after that old man finished and he, uh, he said that, you know, they were going to go outside and they were going to wash off with the rest of that medicine. And he said, I need everybody to finish it all off. He said, just keep passing it around till it's all gone. So, you know, he kind of got scared. But he remembered that old man saying, do not, whatever you do, don't give it any fear. He said, know that the creator has taken care of these things. Anyway, they were going outside. He was a young man. You know, of course, you know, he had that good feeling, but yet he was still hesitant. He still had that fear, as you might say. And they walked out to uh, to uh, do that medicine. So they begin to face east. And, you know, they start drinking and washing off and taking turns and uh, he was still kind of scared and he looked up and he thought he saw a black shadow sitting on one of those uh, tables that was there and it gave him a big smile and he looked away and then after he washed off and drank that Said he, he never thought of that thing again. So, you know, again, I appreciate that story, a hoe and my And uh, again, I hope I, uh, I didn't upset anybody on that one, Mado. That was an awesome story. Yep,
0: can't 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 fear him, man. Mm-hmm. That's I always been told too. Mm-hmm fear can just open up a whole new book in your head about stuff the things we talk about i don't there's always good and evil but Mm -hmm. i don't let it like run me
2: yeah they feed on that fear
1: dang you know I, i really like that story you know again you know i know a lot of tribes have different healing ceremonies you know and uh, I know up north, you know, you guys still got, you know, some traditional ways going on. I appreciate you guys for sending those stories in, in like that, you know. Again, you know, I wanted to do this because these kind of stories, you don't hardly hear anymore. You know, I, I feel bad for uh, Native country because for, for whatever reason... We don't share these stories. These are good stories to teach you a lot of things. You know, but the the thing I think is, is prominent that you should get is that these things are real. You know, whether it's here in Oklahoma, whether it's up in Canada or Alaska or wherever you might be. They had things like this and they had ways of dealing with these things. You know, and what I liked about this story was that, you know, today he's right. You know, things have changed quite a bit. You see not these old guys that know what they're doing, but you got all these young hot shots, you know, out there. You know, the ones that you used to ask to do these kind of meetings or these kind of healings. They had life experience. They knew things. You know, they had already got their wild ways out of them. You know, and as as we have mentioned before, there was a way of life to these medicine people. They weren't just showy. They didn't have the keenest fan or the coolest vest or the biggest hat. They were humble people. That was the ones that you would look for, the ones that, you know, you know, that were just plain, humble, simple people. And, you know, back then they used to say, you know, they they would they would never take those roles unless they've had that life experience. You know, they've already gone through their wildness. You know, today, you know, we got a lot of youngsters and. I'm glad, you know, we got people in there that's wanting to take these spots. But, you know, you got to understand, you know, to heal somebody, you need to come correct. You can't be wild or or it's just a part-time thing. A lot of times this is for life. This is, you're, you're doing this. To help somebody either to live longer or to get better or to be able to to be, be a better person and if you can't take care of your own household you don't need to be in those spots you know too many of these uh, supposedly elderly medicine men you're with young girls now, you know, they've left their wives, you know, for something younger, you know, or that's kind of, you know, I will agree with these guys, you know, they're talking about old ways, humble ways, you know, I even look at myself and I say, man, I know I'm not humble and I'm first one to get mad, you know, I'm first one to hold grudge, so... I remember so-and-so from third grade. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So uh, even myself, I still ain't grown up. So, you know, I don't have no business trying to run no church or no meeting or nothing like that. You know, and, and I think Indian country needs to look at those kind of things. You know, quit trying to be that leader when when, when you're not. You know, I, it's good to have that ambition but you got to understand, some of these positions, they're for life. You can't just, oh, something come up. I got I to gotta quit. I got to turn it back over to you. You know, no, that's why they took, only used elders. You know, now, everybody, even, even our elders aren't elders. You know, they're just out running around acting crazy, too. So, you know, you got those uncles out there like that. But, <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, I I I, I uh, think about those kind of things and you know, I'm out and about and I see all kinds of crazy stuff. So I, I, I definitely understand what these guys are saying. So a ho and do for those stories.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and then there's paintings too, right? People paint a lot of the things that happen with the uh, meetings and different type of things too i know my grandma would have them just on her wall at our old house i don't know where they're at now they're probably just dang trashed (laughs) because like when we lost that house and yellow horse i don't know what happened to all that stuff but i mean she had some really nice paintings and pictures of like just i didn't understand what they were at the time because i was just a kid but i mean they were like just paintings of meetings and things coming out of that teepee and everything So, but I wish, I wish I would have, you know, paid attention more to those paintings and maybe asked her like, well, what is that? You know, but I didn't know what it was. It just looked like people sitting around to me because I was a kid. Like nobody ever said like, these are ceremonies, you know, these are things that our people do and, and yeah, I mean, I think it's important to at least talk about them, right? Like, and to call out the. Ones that probably shouldn't be leading anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree.
0: Yep, like Tyler. Yeah. Nasty. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No.
3: Dang that guy. No.
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) Always deflecting y'all's bullets. (laughs)
0: He's bulletproof.
1: uh, He always act like he. He didn't do it. He didn't say it <laughs> himself. So we're we, we just repeating you, guy. It's
2: because y'all egg me on. Y'all can't.
0: There's a lot I have to cut out on Tyler's. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Got hours and
3: hours. Of I'm Tyler Randall. I'm oh,
2: big motor mouth. But y'all never know it.
0: <laughs> oh. But yeah. No, I've never I've never been to a meeting though. I mean I guess I have with uh Uncle Ronnie, Good Eagle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That was an experience, but I was kinda going through some stuff and I don't know, just I don't know where he invited me to that. But I was like, Yeah, I'll go. I mean, but things just kinda work out in a weird way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember uh when I came to Pawnee. You know, he invited me to come. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said, You know, I know you're going to be working with our youth. He said, I want you to come over. I want to pray for you. You know, he said, I know that's going to be a hard, hard job. You, know, you don't have elders in these communities like that anymore that lo- look after their people like that. You know, all they do is, you know, I this and I that, you know, and you don't see that kind of love in those communities anymore you know he, he was a good one mm-hmm. you know that you know he did good things you know he would he would go out of his way to be helpful and you know i remember him talking about you know having meetings and he would say you know everybody wants a meeting but nobody wants to do the work he'd be putting up those teepees all by himself you know and and He said, there's a lot of people out here that could help me, but he said, when I call upon them, they don't answer the phone. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look on their caller ID, Uh, they know. I I
1: know it. I said, dang. Nothing's changed Um, these days. Didn't pay the phone bill. (laughs) Ah, Go knock on their door, you see that? Curtain just moves just a little bit like that. No,
2: those blinds kind of <laughs>
3: shift uh,
0: That
1: TV turned down
3: ah, g-
1: quickly goes
0: off.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys know who we're talking about. No, uh, don't be getting mad either. No. Uh.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: that happened to me one time right before I started teaching school. Um they had a, I think Tulsa powwow club had a powwow out at, uh, about the old expo square pavilion in Tulsa. And, uh, I ran into Charles Chibitty, Mm. and, uh, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, your grandma's telling me that you're be, uh, going to be teaching. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, come on out to the house. And I did same thing. He said, I'm going to pray, pray for you. And, um, you know, he's Comanche. Mm. And so, um, I went over to his house and, you know, it, it was really special, you know. I ain't never done I mean, I didn't go to him. He came to me, you know, and I thought that was real neat, you know. I thought it was pretty – and he's the only person that's ever, you know, done that. And so whatever he did that night, you know, it stuck because, dang, 19 years. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never thought once, you know – is terrible and you got to put up with a lot but you know i've never really crossed my mind to do anything else you know so i know a lot of people are leaving the profession but hanging in there you know so yeah but oh
0: you'll be like i'm I'm going to texas guys (laughs) 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 next episode
2: (laughs) i'm one of the funniest things though there's this kid and she was in fifth grade, and you know she was trying to pay me a compliment. Mm. She's just like, I sure like having you as a teacher. I said, Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I'll enjoy having you as a student. She said, ah, I hope you just teach here till you die. <laughs> I said, Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they <laughs> I hope, I, yeah. I said if I just kill over, man, they just sweep me out of the way, prop me up in the corner, and get somebody else in there. <laughs> Just don't even let the body get warm. <laughs> I thought it was funny, though. Like, I hope you teach here till you die. I was like, thank you. Put your favorite
0: toy in your hand. <laughs> and a pencil in the alone, yeah. or, or a shader.
2: Yeah. But I do also want to uh, reach out and say, uh, Mado to Native American Link. Um, that is a Baptist uh, Native American praise group. And out of nowhere... Uh, they sent me a gift card to use in my classroom. Ooh. So um, for just they're doing that all for all the native educators out there. And so they gave me a Walmart gift card to go spend money for stuff for the kids. And I just want to say, but because like I said, that's another thing. I just showed up in the mail one day. So I was pretty, pretty keen. I was excited for that. So thank you. What were they called again? Uh, native Link. Yeah. Native Link. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Native Link, man. Hooking up Tyler.
2: Yeah. Shout them out.
1: All right. My next story comes from Creek Country. And uh, again, uh, I want to thank everybody for sending in those stories. You know, um, this one uh, is uh, about one of our ceremonial grounds that are here. And, you know, I, I know we've, we've lost a lot of stuff, you know, uh, over the years. And I know COVID, you know, has really caused uh, uh, for us to lose a lot of people, a lot of important people to our ceremonial grounds. You know, and, and with that being said, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead with this story. You know, th- again, this uh, comes from one of our uh, ceremonial grounds here amongst the Muscogee people. You know, during the summertime, they have uh, four dances per uh, ceremonial grounds. You know, and each dance is for to, for different purposes. You know, and, and a lot of times, you know, they play stickball. And, you know, uh, back in the day when they used to play that stickball, you know, Uh, they used a lot of medicine during those times when they uh, would play stickball, you know, way back then. This story comes from uh, the 50s. So, you know, again, you know, this was still kind of uh, uh, a very strong time for Muskogee people, you know, and uh, with that being said, I'm just trying to, uh, kind of give you enough information for you to kind of understand this story. You know, uh, when they play stickball, you know, usually uh, It's amongst themselves. Sometimes they play against uh, 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 related grounds, grounds that they kind of share fire with, you know, or you know, kind of kinship of some sort, you know, and uh, but yet. Uh, that east and west game could be real rough you know nowadays most people most of these grounds they play that friendship style of game but uh my understanding they still play that east west game you know can be kind of rough you know and and uh they used a lot of medicine during that time you know i i used to uh well actually i've seen this but you'll hear a lot of stories uh before uh uh stickball team would come they would come out and they would sing this song and they would go in a circle and they'd have that eagle feather laying on the ground when those guys you know they were ready to play that eagle feather would stand up and dance with them that's how much hedgy or mojo that these guys had you know when they saw that then they knew each one of those players who were in the right mind had you know was 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 in that good frame of mind to to test out their their mojo during that time and you know people got hurt during these times it got rough you know so anyway just kind of trying to paint that picture for you guys that may not know you know and, uh, you know, uh, a tradition at these ceremonial grounds during that stickball time. You know, even their, uh, things that they would wear would be those, uh, red, uh, I don't know what you would call those, uh, what'd you call those, Tyler?
2: Well, it's kind of like a, like a necklace, I guess. I mean, it's not really a necklace. It's more like a shirt shirt, or like a, but it's cut.
1: And then their loincloth. Yeah. That they used to play. And, uh um anyway uh they would you know suit up like that but all that stuff was uh how you say uh doctored you know even their sticks would be doctored you know they'd put medicine on every part of them you know to go out there and play play that game you know and like i said it got pretty rough you know some people got seriously hurt you know at one time that game was even banned you know in uh oklahoma because it got so rough you know and anyway uh to make a long story short you know afterwards they would they would have a dance it was a good dance you know it was always like i said uh full of people coming out you know and enjoying themselves and uh taking medicine that they needed to take, you know, it, it strengthened those old bonds, you know, and again, we we talked about this before. They would say, you know, if you have hard feelings or something like that, you're not in a good mood, don't come out because you're going to affect everybody. You know, if, if you taint, if you're tainted, you're going to ruin and make everyone sick at the grounds. You know, if uh, females are on their moon, You know, you got to set out. You know, it was real strict back in the day. And you definitely didn't come buzzed up or smoking that sacred herb. You know, you'd refrain from all those things that would affect your mind or your behavior. And you definitely didn't have men and women coexisting with each other. And so, again, you know, like I explained earlier, you have places for men to sit and women to sit. And you would have these camps around those grounds. You know, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a short snapshot of those old, old paintings of Keokia. You know, you'd see those tribal towns like that. But, you know, again, you know, there was a strong belief, you know, of how you're supposed to behave and how you're supposed to act. You know, you're supposed to be helpful and show love to everyone that come out, especially if you had visitors there. You know, make them feel welcome. And uh, you invite them in, you feed them, you take good care of them. You know, uh, sit with them and visit with them, you know, and, and show that you have Good ways, you know, if you had visitors, that was an honor, you know, and uh, they said, but, you know, sometimes, you know, when when uh, someone brings, you know, something negative, it affects the grounds, it affects everybody there. And, you know, if if that's the case, somebody needs to say something, take care of those kind of things. So some of these evil things don't creep in and cause harm to anybody that's attending. And uh, as this story goes, you know, I guess uh, there was uh, a family not getting along with themselves, you know, uh, fighting over you know, property and stuff, and they were kind of, they brought it out to the grounds, and uh, they were told that if you guys can't leave that at the gate, then don't come in, and they reassured them, yeah, we're all cool, we're all cool, but yet they still had it, you know, behind them in their minds, and they started to do that, that talking, like, you know, you know Indians can do, no, and, uh, anyway, they said, you know, that kind of set the stage for the dance that evening, you know, and, uh, they said that, you know, that certain camp, you would see just weird things over there, just things that just weren't right, they said, said. And all night or all day, you know, they just had weird things happen. Things just come up missing. Things uh, show up in different places. And, you know, uh, people were starting to complain, you know, somebody isn't right here, you know. and At these dances, they're not like normal dances that you might be accustomed to. These dances start at midnight. And they go up till when the sun comes up, and uh, there's parts where they take a break and they talk about things and they touch medicine, as they say. You know, there's fir- what four times through the night that they do this. Anyway, you know, even the the first. Uh, Round, I guess you might say. You know, it was took a break, and people were touching medicine, and you have men on one side touching it, and then you got women on the other side taking it as well. You know, and anyway, people were lined up. You know, doing what they gotta do, and washing and drinking, and uh, with this medicine, and uh, they said uh, this individual showed up, and their uh, his, uh, sister. And, uh, everybody was busy with them and talking to them. And they even took medicine with them. All four rounds. You know, and come, uh, sun come up that Henny Hall, which means the speaker of the grounds. He wanted to invite them to his camp to come eat with them and they was looking all over for them they was naming them hollering for them you know saying come come to my camp you know come to my camp and uh they usually send people to go look for you know certain people to send them to different camps you know especially if they're visitors and uh maybe family members that come from long long off you know they they want to See each other, so they'll they'll send them to different camps, you know, to go and eat. Anyway, uh, everybody was looking for this uh, brother and sister, you know, and and uh, anyway, they just thought it was strange and kind of rude for the these guys just to disappear, you know, just out of nowhere. And uh, anyway, uh, I guess. You know, they everybody finished up, ate, tore down their camp, and left, and next following week, uh, they was uh, at a different grounds, you know, visiting, and uh, this individual was talking to another individual from that grounds and said, you know, I saw so-and-so and so-and-so, they came out to the dance, but they didn't, they just left. Thought that was rude, you know, and and that individual looked at him and said, "Are you sure it was that brother and sister?" And he said, "Yeah." I said it was, it was just strange. They showed up, you know. We haven't seen them in a long time and stuff. And he said, "I don't think that was them." And he said, "Yeah, it was them." And a couple other people said, "Yeah, it was them." They at our grounds, you know, they sit in groups. Around the arena, you know, you know who's from Pocat, you know who's from Greenleaf, you know who's from Duck Creek, you know they're all sent in those groups like that, and they were telling them, you know, no, that was them, and and everybody was saying that couldn't have been them. And they said, why, why couldn't it have been them? And said uh, that uh, the man he died of a heart attack. And the sister uh, was going to go pick him up, you know, and uh, she got hit by a diesel. And she had died, and that was a month earlier before their dance. Mm. So, you know, again, you know, that some say it was because, you know, they let the animosity in and it was so prevalent they even took medicine with them so <laughs> that's wow. crazy so you know that's why they tell you you know at these these ceremonial dances there's a certain way that you're supposed to do things you're not supposed to tell nasty jokes you're not supposed to you' are supposed to come there correct in that good heart, good way. You want to feed people. You want to take care of people. You want to be helpful. Somebody ask you to do something, you do it. You know, you come in that good way, willing to work hard that week. And these these dances, it is a lot of work. I mean, you just you know, you just don't show up, and you know everything's good, and then come midnight, everybody goes home. No. There's a lot of work to all these dances, these ceremonies. They were, they were hard, but it was to show your love for your Creator, love for your people, and love for your loved ones. Mm-hmm. This story, I'm gonna have one of you guys read because 'cause I'm losing my voice. Oh, <clears throat>
2: Tyler, you
1: want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. And, he wants his name and everything. He wants his name. This one. Let's see. <clears throat>
2: This story is from Xavier Garza, Um, and I hope that I'm going to pronounce these right because these are not tribes that I'm familiar with, but it says, I'm Estogna, Estogna, it's Carizo, Carizo, and Camarudo, am I saying that right? If I'm not, I apologize. Um, from texas i have a story that takes place after one of my first bear dances i danced in when i was about 12 years old we had sweated out for the night and everybody was up at my aunt's house eating and i decided to walk home around 2 or 3 a.m which is maybe only about 300 feet from my aunt's house and right in front of uh the dance grounds as i was walking i heard a loud deer call and i turned around to look in the darkness And uh, of the dance ground and I saw a giant white buck with blue eyes I could only see from the chest up no legs and I could see his steamy breath coming from his nose Uh, it shook its head at me and sounded like it was hitting his hooves on the ground hard and before I could yell at it or anything it charged at me I ran back up to my aunt's house breathing heavy and I told my uncle about what I saw and how it charged at me And he laughed, and he told me, you had met the deer spirit finally, and I have never seen that deer again after that night. And then he says, nana plex, plex, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but yeah, I guess he ran into the, saw the deer spirit. Mm. So that's a cool story. (laughs) Yeah, it is. A white buck with blue eyes. I got... Two stories, actually, from Mr. Kev Tosakwa. Tosqua. Uh Says, hey, Tyler, I sent a story in a few months ago I want to share. Um, it's about the house that we live in now. We have lived here for about seven years, and we found out that the owner that built the house had died here. We have seen shadows going from room to room, and one of our friends was house-sitting for us, and she saw a woman go from the living room to the kitchen. The woman she described was the image of the woman that died here. And now I'm going to send you a picture of my son, and I want you to look behind him and tell me what you all see. You may need to blow it up. And here's that picture, and I'll let you all blow it up. Look over his shoulder.
0: Oh, in a closet?
2: Yeah. Nope. Ah, isn't that wild? <laughs>
0: okay. Let me see if Chris can see it. Let me hide it. No, ah. it's <laughs> no. that's No. It looks like a Michael Myers mask.
2: I know, man. That is scary.
0: Whoa. I'll put this on the episode. Send me this picture. Yeah, I'll
2: send you the picture.
0: Man, that's creepy, dude. Isn't I keep looking creepy? at it. I know. I keep looking at it. <laughs> oh, my God
2: that is but then you like you blow it out like you know it doesn't look like anything yeah it almost looks like a light like I was, behind him a little bit like i was
0: looking at this thing
2: oh that thing yeah i was like but dang i don't know what the smoke alarm maybe or yeah maybe it's one of them old doorbells but that's crazy yeah and oh then gosh. he sent me another one too because he said he didn't know uh also about us doing the service worker one because mm-hmm. his wife is a nurse and he said, um, back in the early 2000s, she worked at a veteran's retirement home in Lawton and one night her and her co-workers were sitting at the nurse's station and the red call light came on in a room. One of the nurses went down there, but the room was empty. So when she got back to her desk, it went on again and my wife went down there this time and she turned on the light and all the cabinets were open, plus the closet door. She closed them all and took pictures with her phone then turned out then turned out the light and went back to the desk she told the other nurses what she saw and then the light went on again so they all three went to the room and once again all the doors were open so she took pictures of the doors and sent them to me and I was looking at them in the window here and I was looking at them and in the window there was a shadow looking in the window and it looked like a young soldier and I told her about it and all they saw was the shadow. A few days later, they were told a man died in that room and that the family had a picture of him where he was younger in the Army, and that picture looked like the shadow. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Can I find those pictures? Can you find those pictures? And he said, I wish I still had those pictures. So for some reason, he Dang deleted it. those pictures. But that's a cool story, too. That's Dang awesome. It. So." Thank you, Kev. Appreciate that. If they happen to show up, send them. And if you do find those pictures, send them in to us because we'd like to see them. Yeah.
1: All right. I got another story. Uh, This one comes from our Canadian relatives up in Canada. And uh, anyway, uh, this uh, guy was, uh, he's a leader amongst his people now, a spiritual leader. And... uh, he said, uh, when he was younger, you know, he comes from a long line of these spiritual people from where he's from. And, um, he said, you know, when he was a young guy, you know, he, he stayed with his grandparents and they taught him all the things that he needed to know to, uh, make their medicine, you know, and, uh, he said he had to go through a lot of different, uh, I guess what you would say kind of, uh, trainings, you know, to, to become, you know, uh, this spiritual leader and, you know, he had to go out and learn a lot of things, you know, he had to learn how to commune with nature and, and our, uh, animal brothers and sisters, you know, and, and also uh talk to the elements that you know their tribe believe in and you know he said you know uh his uh grand, both his grandpa grandparents had you know meetings and took care of people you know uh and he got to go to a lot of these meetings and, and watch and to learn you know over his years you know uh and he said, the one that kind of has always been in his mind when his uh, father's father took him to a a home or a, a reservation up there uh, that wasn't theirs to help a family out. Uh, this family didn't want to go to any of their people because they didn't know they didn't trust you know uh, their own I guess you might say so they called in his his people to come in there and take care of things and so they asked uh, uh, his uh, grandfather to uh, run this uh, healing ceremony for this individual you know to and also to look at things to see what might be the issue you know or who it might be you know and and, uh so you know he went and uh a few of his younger relatives went you know because they were in the same boat as him they were learning from him you know he was teaching them the things that they needed to, to know you know and plus uh his his grandpa was up in age could you know barely get around and and uh, kind of like Russell helps me get around when we go to these places. Almost fell on him in uh, Ralston, <laughs> squashed him. But <laughs> but uh, you know he he took them, You know and and uh, they was learning. You know and the uh, grandfather went in and you know talked talked with the family and you know visited with this individual and there was always had to wait outside, you know, and he would, you know, holler at them to get whatever he needed, you know, and this time, the grandfather come out of that house, and he said, you know, uh, grandsons, you know, I want y'all to stay in the back of the truck on this one, he said, I don't, I don't want y'all coming close to this house or anything, he said, there's something here that, I'm gonna have to deal with here, and, uh, he asked one of the men from that family to come out and get his tools, his herbs, and his, his, his stuff that he was going to need, and, uh, he said, what I need you guys to do is go chop wood, he said, and I want y'all to build a fire, and, uh, he said, you know, whatever y'all do, y'all here, come out of that house. Don't you guys come in. Don't come in. He said, when I'm ready, I'll come out for you guys. Don't don't you dare come in. He said, I want y'all stay. After y'all cut that wood and start that fire, I want y'all to stay in the back of that truck. And uh, anyway, he said, uh, that Grandpa, you know, Made his way back into the house. And those guys took his. You know stuff in there. Anyway. uh, They begin to hear. You know. uh, Their ancient songs. That they sing. You know coming from that house. And. He said you begin to hear. People screaming at each other. And they got scared. And they thought well. Maybe they might be doing something to their grandpa. Maybe it's him, cause it's, it's he said it sounded like him. But the older relative said, "You know, grandpa told us not to go in there, no matter what." He said, "We need to listen to that. You know, he he's here to you know help these people. Let's let's not go racing in, cause you know he was gonna get mad, and we're gonna be one screaming around after that. But you know and." uh, they kept hearing that screaming, and, and, uh, anyway, uh, it became night, they went there during the daytime, that was something I left out in this story, they went during the daytime, it began, began to get dark, and this kept going, you heard these different, just crazy screams coming out of that house, and, And uh, he said it was getting darker and darker outside. And he said right before the sun set, somebody saw something standing on top of that house. And he said it it had horns on the top of its head. And it was walking up and, and down that roof. Left to right, right to left. It was like it was pacing. And pretty soon, they said that that thing turned its back to them and it let out a big scream and then it flew off. Mm. And the screams inside the house quit. And the grandpa. He said it was maybe, he says felt like forever, but it was probably about five or ten minutes. The grandpa finally came out of the house, and he told those boys to come get his stuff, you know, that, that he was done. And afterwards, you know, uh, after the family fed them and gave them things, you know, they were jumped back in the car, and uh, the older relative you know, was able to drive, you know, and they were driving back to their reservation. And they began to ask him, you know, what, what was going on in there, grandpa? And he told him, you know, that thing that he had to deal with was an old spirit and he named it. And he said, this spirit is, uh, an evil spirit. And it's, it's one that that's been around for a long time. And he said it it devours people from the inside out. And if you don't get rid of it. He said it'll take you. In the most miserable way you can go. And uh, he said uh, I don't think no one put this on them. He said I think they were playing with something that they didn't know what they were playing with. And he said, I had to send it away.
2: That's why you don't play with Ouija boards, (laughs) Russell. Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking right at you. I see your Ouija board (laughs) games right over there. Right here. I want to thank my Canadian
1: brothers for sending that story a ho.
2: Whoa, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a good story.
1: See,
0: that's what it was, Ouija
1: board? Back then, I... You know, a lot of those tribes and all over, you know, they used to witch people left and right. So yeah. you know, maybe they brought something. Oh yeah, yeah. we talked
0: about that too, like yeah. summoning stuff and yeah, in a way that is just out there now. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, it could have been that, or you know, every tribe had a, a way to talk to the dead. You know, that could be a whole different episode, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, sometimes when you channel those things, you know, you might channel the wrong thing, you know, it might be out there roaming around and it wants to be free. You Mm -hmm. know, these things, you know, they're a lot of people, they bring them to life. They take care of the individual that it was sent after, but they forget to put it back and Mm -hmm. it's still running around being wild. Being Pawnee. No. <laughs> Being Tyler. No.
0: <laughs> true. Very true.
1: So. I, I, when he, when I was uh, reading that story, I automi- automatically thought of like a gargoyle type mm-hmm. thing. That's what I thought about, too. Yeah, and I thought, man, that would have been cool if they would have seen it during that gargoyle story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, they say how tall it was. He said it was a pretty big figure. He yeah. thought it was like a, like about five feet tall. Dang. Dang. So and horns. With horns. And it, it opened up and it flew off. So it must have had wings. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty scary. That, that's what I picture when I was reading it. That kind of freaked me out myself just reading it. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Tyler, draw it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: Yeah, so... If you missed this episode to send in stories, feel free to send them in
1: anyways. And we might we might do a part two. But uh, let everybody know where to follow you guys. You can find me on uh, Instagram and TikTok under Christopher Honka Hill. Muddo.
2: You can find me, uh, Tyler Randall, on Instagram. And you can find me at Scoden Cinema or scoden_cinema underscore cinema on uh, Instagram as well
0: and follow me at rustmus 49 on instagram okie podcast russell sunny go on facebook and check us out subscribe to us on youtube spirit talkers follow us on tiktok spirit talkers and so yeah till next time everybody Smudge up.